I would have been like, do better. Get out now while you still can. Um, What a nightmare. Oh, and do you have your tea? I do. I have my tea. Oh. It's in a cup that says tea. Okay, so now I feel like a little... I, so I use one of my favorite cups, um, not to get political, but I use one of my no. favorite cups. I uh, love this RBG. Gotta love some RBG. But now I feel like I should have had the tea cup. We should have switched cups here. We should have. It's okay, though. It's okay. Someone can, like, Photoshop any tea cup. <laughs> yeah. You could Photoshop <laughs> Leia on my cup. That'll be the crazy... Is that too, that would be too much. Uh, it, how weird would it have been if I just joined this with you on my cup? I think that we would have just cut cut off this discussion immediately. Not, yeah, no, like I would have had a separate conversation with my, actually, no, not even a conversation with my publicist. I would have just left. Would have just left. <laughs> Which is, and can I tell you something? If you didn't leave, I would be like, you, you come on. You narcissist. I, I would have been like, do better. Get out now while you still can. <laughs> um, what a nightmare. Well, I guess before we get into like all the things you've done, because I think you're so wonderfully impressive and I have been like a converted fan. Um, before we do that, <laughs> I want to talk about the tea we're drinking. So for this podcast, a lot of our listeners uh, steep at home with us, our steeple, our steepers. Okay, so, um, cute. so I was told that one of your favorite teas that you drink a lot is Bigelow green tea with lemon. I do. I do it lemon and some honey. honey. Okay. So I'm embarrassed. I didn't put honey in mine, but I do have, that is what I'm drinking here. It is great. I like it a lot. It's pretty, it's a basic tea. It's nothing too, too spectacular, nothing too crazy, but it's a very delicious tea. I mean, especially I have done a lot of voiceover. So honestly, I, I do a lot of throat coat, but throat coat isn't like a fun tea to drink. Yeah. Green tea. I feel like I'm having a very casual talk with a with a new friend. Oh, I love it. Um, I will tell you. So way back in the day when I was this again, this is going to age me a little bit. But when I was starting at 16, I used to tour with a band, and uh, yeah, and uh, it was a whole long thing. It was great. It was a blast. But to your point, 99% of the time I was on throat coat. I was taking. I don't know if you ever taken Fisherman's Friends. Have you ever taken that? No, but I've definitely heard of it. So I'm going to be honest, like, especially for, for someone that's doing voiceover like you, it don't do mm-hmm. it um, because what it does, it's like this lozenge and you're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, and it, and it numbs your throat. So I was going doing like, you know, an hour and a half show back to back two nights in a row. And if you're numbing your throat, I had no idea what I was doing to my voice. Oh my gosh. Wait, what do you mean numbing it? So would it just like, would you be able to get anything out oh, of yeah. your voice? Oh yeah. You can sing. Like, listen, I was hitting some notes I shouldn't have been able to hit. Um, but then when you're done, when it wears off, you go, oh, that's sore. Like that. Oh, that doesn't. Oh my gosh. Oh. It's painful. It was. There's strong after effects I hear. Yeah. So I would say stick with the throat. Listen, I love the throat coat. I'm here for it. But Throat, throat coat's a friend. She's like, especially if you had... <laughs> If you add some lemon and some throat coat, you, it, it takes her a little minute to work. That's the only thing. I like agree. You got to have like good two, two cups of throat coat. But after that, you're set. You're good to go. I, um, I have to tell you, by the way, and this is like, I don't want to blow up your spot, but I just have to tell you Uh-oh. right off the bat. Um, 
my friends have some kids that are a little starstruck with like the Doc McStuffin situation. There's, there's, you've got some fans. Stop. That's so cute. Do, do you like, and I'm, I'm so genuinely serious. Do you ever walk around in public and like a kid might just catch your voice and kind of hear that it might be similar and go like, is that, is the doctor in session? I, <laughs> I haven't done that around children. Maybe that's something I need to do. Maybe I need to like test it out, see if they hear something familiar. Um, but I will say when I was younger and I, you know, I was 11, 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. A lot of parents would be super excited and they would be like, can you please sing my three-year-old happy birthday? No. And I mean, they would, I mean, they would pay money or they, or it would be like my family friend and they would be like, Hey, can we meet at the mall so you can meet my child oh, and sing for your checkup to her? And again, when you're three or four, you are expecting to see Doc McStuffins. Um, I have gotten a lot of lovely looks from children of like, oh my God, what's Doc? I've gotten a lot of like, oh, can you take a, Can you take me to the checkup room? How is Stuffy? How is Lammy? But I have gotten equally just as many looks of disappointment. Disappointment. Um, that, I, that I am not Doc McStuffins. Oh, oh. Yes. So I don't, I don't have kids, but uh, I have a wonderful niece and nephew. And um, I think that if they were to meet like Blippi, I don't know if you've heard of mm. this. Like this is kind of out of your realm. Have you heard of this? Who is Blippi? Yeah. It's this dude who like, he's kind of like a musical blues clues. I'm going to offend so many people with this, with this description. He's like <laughs> a musical blues clues. And he, uh, he kind of just like sings, like he has a song about brushing your teeth. And like my three-year-old nephew like wants to brush his teeth along with the Blippi song. That's so, wait, I'm, I'm obsessed with Blippi. Like, can I meet Blippi? Uh, listen, if you find Blippi, you let me know. Because I need to, are you writing that down? I'm writing Blippi down. Okay, okay. <laughs> just, so I know, just so I know post-interview what to look up and who to look for. What I have to know. Are you the most like diligent, like well prepared person for it? You're like, okay, I'm going to take my own notes. Let me see. Okay, I got Blippy here. Let me get that. I've actually been taking notes the entire time. I, I I've already gone through your socials. Oh, I've, I've I don't believe that. I'm kidding. I'm I'm fully kidding. Uh, can, no, but I do like to be prepared. I mean, so I will tell you this because these are free flowing conversations. I didn't like. I mean, I know a lot about you, but like, I didn't do crazy deep dives. The, there is something that made me laugh very hard. Um, I went to like, look up your IG to be like, okay, like, like what's Leia's story? Like, is she cool? Like, what's she up to? Is she, you know, is she fun? Whatever. Right. You have a second. So you call your main Instagram, your main dish and your secondary <laughs> Instagram, your side dish and it, I, I was sitting with my girlfriend, like I laughed out loud and she's like, what? And I was like, this is so silly. Like I have to, it's, it's hilarious. I love, okay. No one has ever caught that yet. Like they haven't, nobody has said anything about that. I don't even think my parents know. Cause like they also have access to my Instagram. Yeah. And I there like two months ago. Um, and it's simply because Miss Leia Archive, she is the side dish. Like you get all the deets of what you see on my regular Instagram go onto Leia Archive. Mm. So I, I love that you pointed that out though. You are the first one too. I listen, I don't want to brag, but like I'm a hero and I'm <laughs> amazing at what I no, I'm kidding. Um no, I, I, I feel so 
so honored to be on this call with you. But I have to say it was so, so funny. And um, the other thing I just like have to ask about, and I want to get to all of your history and your projects in a second, but it again, really made me laugh. So I'm reading all this like stuff, just to, like get to know you a little bit and see like, okay, is she going to be fun to chat with? And I come across that you're a big rollerblader. Is that, is that, is that real? Or is that just like someone covered that and it's nonsense? No, like it's, it's, it's definitely real. It's, it's <laughs> Wait, what, what made you just um, be like, okay, like CBS, here's what I need to do. Okay. You can put my bio, but make sure you put down loves rollerblading. <laughs> I Look, I don't know how they found out that information. I'm sure my mom or dad said something about it. But look, I love to rollerblade. So on the nap front, I want to take I want to take back on the nap front here. So I was looking at all the stuff you do. You are probably one of the most productive people I've ever I've ever read about. When are you taking naps? It's like, okay, cool. She does like all these voiceovers and she's starring in the show and she's starred in this movie. And I'm like, I don't think you have time for naps. That's such a, you know, naps. I honestly didn't start napping till this year. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you picked up <laughs> napping at 18. You're like, give me all the naps now. I picked up napping when I hit the legal age of 18, you guys. Um, you're so no, hip. I that is, yeah, you're like, other people do fun stuff. Me, I'm napping as an adult. I'm napping. I know you guys like hobbies or whatever. My hobby is actually taking a good nap. Me too. Um, but I, I, I mean, it's all, it's just about balance. I think I'll say this, like before I had like a series regular role and you're going through an audition process, there's so much time to just do random stuff, especially when you're young and you're homeschooled. Like all the kids out in Los Angeles who act are also homeschooled. So again, we're just kind of like hanging out, vibing. We'll throw like an event, maybe a little birthday party to keep us like excited for stuff. And then the main thing for me is I was like, dang, I really just want to like be on sets. Like I really do want to work. Um, and I would spend like large chunks of time not working. So now that it's uh, it's gotten to a place where it's consistent, it's just like I would I would love to just like keep it up or I'm loving the fact that I can keep it up right now. But certainly I do take a break. Like the press is fun, but surely after this interview, I will be in my bed watching Insecure. Like Insecure. So that's okay. So I we are this house. We're diehard Insecure watchers. Stop! Die hard. That's comfort show. Let me tell you something. I'm Lawrence for life, forever mm. and always. Lawrence for life. I, Lawrence for life. Can I? How you divide your time? Because like I was when I was looking up a lot of the stuff that you do. I guess I could kind of see like balancing, like maybe maybe Equalizer, for example, shoots in this set of months, and then you know uh, the Angry Black Girl like was shooting here. So maybe those were separate. But then you're also like you were doing voiceover for a video game. Like where are you, I guess, given how much, how in demand you are, how are you kind of prioritizing these pieces so that you're getting to do different things and also getting to do the things you want to do? Yeah, it's it, it, honestly, it's just moment by moment. I literally go like minute by minute. Um, it's so hard to 
prep anything or try to plan a like even a vacation right now it's like okay well how will this affect that and how will that affect this oh, yeah. because you never really have all the answers when you're in this industry it's extremely spontaneous um but i will say what's so wonderful about equalizer it is uh it's a job in um one where I do work every single week. And of course it is in New York, but I don't work every single day. Um, okay. And they're so lovely. Like the showrunner there, Joe Wilson, he, I feel like with him, again, you meet certain people in this industry who just kind of like put their hand out and they want to help or they want to guide you. Yeah. He's been that for me since the very beginning, since we started Equalizer. Um, and so anytime that I have like, a voiceover project or I have to go back to LA for something, they will find a way to make it work because I, they fully understand that number one on the call sheet who they're dealing with, Miss Queen Latifah, the goddess that she is, is also very booked and busy. And so like um, this opportunity, it's like something consistent for us. It's a home for us where we can come back to it. Um, but in the midst of it, when I'm not working, they allow me to come to LA and I can record like for the game. We did a lot of mocap sessions. Yeah, I also saw that. Right, right. And then voiceover. What's so great about voiceover is you can do it from anywhere. So I'll be doing the game while also doing like the Disney Hits podcast and they'll fly whoever they need to fly out of new to New York or they'll just set up studio time in New York and you'll do it over Zoom. Oh, no so, way. Uh, it's like you can find little pockets and ways to make it work, especially if you're not planning fully. You're just kind of taking it like moment by moment. And then with that, especially on weekends, like I prioritize seeing friends. So I'll be like, sure. okay, well, this weekend I've been around a lot of grown people, for instance. I'm like, I need to be around peers. I guess it's so easy to mature very quickly in this industry yeah. where it's like, and my parents have done a, Obvious, I, I really do give a lot of credit to them for um, making sure that I stay grounded and also that we can have days like that where we do like 10 miles going to Dockweiler Beach. Insane. But again, the main point is we're doing it together. Um, and so part of that balance now is like, all right, let me hang out with my friends or people who aren't even in the industry. Yeah, I mean, that. so you touched on something interesting and and I hope I'm not like barking up an inappropriate tree and asking this, but like, I don't, I don't know. I think that I would have a tough time if I were entering the industry and please tell me if I'm wrong. I think you entered at like nine, like when you were doing yes. voiceover, like, I think I would have a really tough time, you know, when I'm at, even at 18, like having all this responsibility on my plate. And at the same time, like trying to remind myself, like, hold on, like, you're still a kid. Like you can go do these things. You go have fun. Like, I, and, and I say this with such a compliment to you, you have an incredible air of professionalism, um, which is just like, like I, at 18, I, I would have been lost. So I wonder for someone like you, who's been doing this for so long, how do you like hold on to those pieces where you're like, hold on, Leia, like you're a kid, you can still do kid things. You can still go out and have fun. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's extremely difficult. I mean, I think it's something I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, and what makes it very comforting, though, I have been very grateful to grow up in Los Angeles, where all of us or a lot of kids are doing the exact same thing. Sure. And we're in the exact same position. 
So we're able to talk about it amongst ourselves, um, which is, a, a, again, it, it's one of the most beautiful things about acting in this industry is you do create such a family um, when you're doing it. But it is difficult. Like, if anything, I feel like you kind of understand the more adult, some adult aspects of things without obviously understanding it fully. But you kind of get it or you've seen it before actually understanding what a high schooler goes through. Yeah. Like, in a lot of ways, I've found that I have to work backwards. Like, I'm used to being prepared. I'm used to almost like being a perfectionist. And that's a lot that comes with just being a one, a black girl, but like a black actress is like this idea of perfection. Um, and a lot of it has just me been, has been me like unlearning a lot of that pressure that I would just put on myself, I guess I would say. So um, it's certainly hard, but I have, again, a wonderful support system. That's the difference is like people aren't able to talk about it. You can end up in predicaments where you don't have a good support system and they aren't there to keep you grounded yeah. and it can easily get to your head very quickly. Um, but to me, I've always looked at acting and as all this at the end of the day is just fun. Like, like there's pressures on it because I think for me, I want to do good and you want to do a good job, of course. Yeah. But if you treat it like, and what I always used to remind myself, and I still do, of course, but when it was hard and I felt I was putting too much pressure on myself, I just remember like the eight-year-old girl who went and sang popular at the talent show in elementary school and how she had no fear, how it was just completely fun for her. And at the end of the day, who won overall that night? It was the girl who literally didn't care. And it was me. Okay. Yeah. So like, are just able to like, Free yourself from certain expectations and just keep it fun. Like at the end of the day, you're playing pretend, y'all. Like, and we're all people. You can treat it as like an athlete. Like athletes actually have to focus on their body and yeah, focus yeah. on mental hurdles for themselves. Um, acting is one of those things where there's not really even a time limit on it. You can act for the rest of your life. With a gymnast, you stop at like 24, you know? If that, yeah. If that, if that. So- um, there's so many little like gifts that you're able to get from this industry, but like the way to remain grounded, at least in what I've found is just going back to like that first moment I felt true, just freedom and like love from it. If you're able to carry that freedom and that like childlike sensibility through what you do, then you're good. And then you have your friends and you're able to also like just be 18. I was going to say, do you have like friends that are outside of the industry where you're like, man, I was like on this shoot while we we're doing this and that. And they're like, yeah, cool. Like, let's go get a piece of pizza. Like, I don't like, I'm not in there. They don't care. <laughs> of course. Um, I, I certainly do have friends in, who aren't in the industry who like do not have one care in the world about like the TV shows or interviews or any of that. But also there is a sort of comfort in, having actor friends as well. Some yeah. of them go to regular school out here or they're going to regular college. And you'd be surprised at how much we don't talk about acting. Like it's simply just about like what's going on in our lives personally, as opposed to anything that's happening work-wise. Um, so again, it's just, it's all about balance. At the end of the day, it's just like, you can compare this to soccer. You can compare this to dance. Um, the only thing is it's an adult industry from a young age and that kind of changes 
uh, the dynamic, I think. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that up until you were regular on the equalizer, I would imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong, like it had to have been hard when you're moving from project to project to kind of like maybe find a mentor, right? Like I, I, once you're, I guess in general, before the equalizer and now that you're on the equalizer, do you have people that you see regularly who's kind of like taking you under their wing? Like is Queen Latifah like, hey, I got you. Like if you have questions, you text me. Oh, that's so, it is one of those weird things where, gosh, that's such a lovely question and even thing to consider is like mentorship and who's actually out here that's like, again, lending their hand yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's so rare. <laughs> it's extremely rare. It's one thing to like, you know, mature, younger or whatever, and maybe struggle to fully relate to other teenagers. But like even being in the industry, it's hard to find people who are willing to take the time with you to give you certain advice or different gems. Um, a lot of it on Equalizer or on other projects that I've been on, like, for instance, I did Quantico in 2017, yeah, yeah. and it was like I worked with Priyanka Chopra, and that was like my first time seeing a woman lead a project in the way she was leading it. Like, That's awesome. It was amazing, and it impacted me completely. I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be just like that. Um, and even in those two weeks, it was like a nine-day shoot. I was barely there. But um, she just – even just watching her, I was able to gain so much. I will say, like, with Queen, it's the same thing where you watch her and you literally are able to gain so much knowledge. And she'll hit you with, like, a random story or random advice when you're not asking for it. So uh -huh. she won't be like, hey – yeah, if you have any questions, like, let me know. She will just tell you. Um, who's really been that for me uh, has been Lorraine Toussaint. She is like my, she's like my second mom. Um, we call her like Auntie Lorraine too. Uh, cool. She has a daughter and like, we're like family. Um, and she's also been in this industry for a long time. She fell in love with it when she was seven. She went to Juilliard, did a lot of theater. Um, she just has this way about her where she's able to set a boundary of like what she wants, but also is so caring and kind and generous with her time. Um, and she's offered me so many gems. If I have any questions, I, I go to her. Um, and also on top of that showrunners, it's going to be in different places. You'll find mentorship. I found it in again, Joe Wilson, who's our showrunner on equalizer and Deborah Martin chase, our executive producer literally any question I have, and they have set that precedent from the very beginning, they've said that I can go to them. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful thing when you do find them, but they're not always in the places that you would assume. A lot of the time people don't have the energy to give yeah. to other people coming up. Um, and that's certainly okay too. We're also not looking for mentor mentorship or anything, but uh, whether it's been coaches or certain people, even in casting that have taken me under their wing, those relationships have been, uh, uh, they're invaluable. Yeah. I imagine. I mean, listen, after this, I'm going to tell everyone that you're my mentor, um, and just, you know, ask you what I should be doing. Um, Josh, no, listen, no, I, I, here's the thing. I, you meet a lot of stand up comics where you're like, Hey, what should I do? And there's like, uh, do, you know, just keep writing jokes, do your own thing. But I feel like a non-comic like you, you're going to be like, listen, go for a rollerblade, just get it out of your system and then come back and you'll feel like fresh, mentally fresh. You'll be good to go. 
oh my gosh, now I don't have anything original to say because you literally took the words out of it. <laughs> there you go. I'm helping you mentor me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> You're helping I, me mentor I got me. you. Um, so yeah. I want to, just in the interest of time, uh, are you cool if we jump into our first segment? Oh my gosh, I'm so cool if we jump in. Let's do it. I love it. So the first segment is called The Newly Friend Game. It's like the newlywed game, which was on way before you were born. Um, but we're friends. We're newly friends. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I have a whiteboard next to me. If you have your phone or a piece of paper, grab it. Um, oh, my gosh. Look at this. I mean, oh, and Blippi is written down. You're prepped. You're prepped. And I like it. Um, Thanks, you guys. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to write down what your answer is. And I'm going to try and get your answer right. Then we'll do the same question for me, and I'll see if you can get my answer right. Now, I'm going to give you two categories here, and you can tell me which direction you want to go because I have questions for each. So okay. Okay. one of the alleys we can go down is horror films because you just start in a very scary one. Separately, I have a food-related question that calls back to a very early part of your career. So which direction do you want to go? One of those is so specific. <laughs> um, ooh, well, the thing is, I don't watch a lot of horror movies outside of the horror movie I'm in. I was going to say, the really terrifying also, one that you just did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. Um, but I also feel like I have to do the horror movie one. So I mean, it's up to Do you want to do horror? Because I'm, I'm fine doing either. I like them both. All right, let's Let's, let's do both. Why don't we do both? Let's do both. Okay, great. So uh, here's, I'll give you the horror one first. So okay, give me one. for a lot of people that haven't seen the movie yet, I'm not giving anything away. Uh, the movie that you just did has uh, a fair number of allusions to uh, Frankenstein's monster, right? There's a lot of that in the mix. So given that, the question for you that is horror related is if you had to pick your favorite horror monster or horror villain. So like a Frankenstein or a Dracula or anything like that. And don't tell me, just write it down. Who would you pick? Oh my gosh. Like I'm lit like, why did my head just go to just Disney villains? I mean, I'm like, I, you can oh, do that Disney. if you want. I'm probably not going to get the answer right. If we're going Disney villains, but you could try. I do want to hear your other question in case you want that one instead. Yeah, let me hear the other question, but I'm still I'm still thinking. Of go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So the other question, I read somewhere that the first job you ever booked was doing a brochure for Chuck E. Cheese. It's not wrong. So not. your second question is: given you travel a lot, and given that you had a little taste of fast food early on, what is your favorite fast food place to stop at? Oh, okay. You prefer that okay. one? Do you like that question better? Well, I do because, like, I, I like it's easier. But, <laughs> but we're not we're 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 doing both. We're doing both. We're doing okay, both. I'm writing down answers for both. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking about where okay. you're from, also. Because what's I, the vibe that I give off via fast food restaurant? I have a guess at your fast food only because of where, not where you're born, but where you were raised. So I'm going to do that. I don't want to give you any hints about what I'm writing down. Maybe I should promote my movie. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm definitely <laughs> going to know your answer. So I'll write down the same one just to get the points there. Um, yeah. I love that. Maybe I should promote my movie. Why not? 
Why not? Why not? Why not? Um, okay. Um, do you also have your fast food written down? Because I wrote them both down. I do. And I, I yeah, I do. You don't think I'm going to get it? I don't think you're going to get it simply because it's screaming like you've been in LA for too long. Oh, like I definitely got it wrong, but I'm not going to change my answer. Okay. So if you want to flip your board, ready? One, two, three. Wait, Let me see. Which one? Which one? Oh, for fast food? You ready? Oh, fat. Well, I have them both. So you did Chipotle. I did Whataburger. I did Wait, Whataburger, Whataburger. You did Chipotle. But we both did Frankenstein. We both did Frankenstein, so we're we are friends. I like, mean, we nailed it. But I we, we that. did you not? Have you ever been to Whataburger? I feel like it's very Texasy. It's so Texas. It's a little too Texas. Well, not too Texas. I can't say that because I I love something that's super Texas. I'm going to put you onto something actually. Hit me. That's not Whataburger. Because Whataburger, she's what she is, bless her. But I will say Golden Chick in Texas. Golden Chick? I gotta write Golden this down. Chick is the best fast food restaurant. No question about it. I love Bojangles too, but frankly, I know Bojangles. Bojangles, Popeyes don't compare to the absolutely godly chicken that is Golden Chick. Golden Chick. Okay, I wrote that down. All right, so that's true Texas. We'll do that. We'll do the same thing for me. Um, If you can guess and just write them down, don't say it out loud. What is my favorite monster? And this is crazy. We don't usually do two like this. But what is my favorite monster? And what's my favorite fast food restaurant? Oh gosh. Okay. Also, I did realize with the creep with the like monster, we put Frankenstein. But it's Frankenstein's monster. It's Frankenstein's monster. So again, I know, I know the Frankenstein book, you guys. I really do. I mean, I also, this is not give anything away to anyone who hasn't seen the movie. But I was watching it with my girlfriend, and um, there's a line where a character—I'm not even going to say who—just goes, "He wanted to name it Victor," and I was like, "Oh, I got that reference." I was like, "Get out of here with that! I got that." We know the book in this movie. We certainly are aware of the book. That's for sure. I was with that. I got that. And she goes, what do you mean you got it? I'm like, just forget it. It's like an inside, you know. It's for, the, you know, people who under who like read Frankenstein, you know, it's fine. It's like our, it's our inside, it's our, not joke, but our inside joke. I mean, listen, I was for it. I was totally for it. Um, okay. So you're ready? So I'm I sorry. wrote mine next to each other. So you're going to see them both. Um, but here we go. I'm going to flip this. So fast food and a monster. Here's what I got you. I don't know if you can see this. Okay. Okay. So we both wrote Dracula and I'll explain that one in a second. You wrote Taco Bell. Mine was Burger King. Yeah, that's, that's really upsetting. Can I explain why it's Burger King? Because I understand that everyone listening is going to think I'm garbage. So I just want to give a slight explanation here. Um, I haven't been in like seven years i don't eat bur- i i i only eat burger king when my girlfriend's parents live in the bay i only eat burger king when i'm driving up the five and there's nothing else to eat but the reason there's nothing else to eat is because i haven't eaten meat since january of 2013 oh my gosh well that's amazing one well, congratulations thank you i don't i don't brag about it but like burger king has an impossible whopper and so that's why i choose it because i go there for that Okay, this makes so much sense now. Yeah. Because I was supposed to be like, how are you, how have you not eaten meat and you love Burger King? But 
I yeah, that sounds weird. I get that. That sounds weird. Just the way that it was proposed was such a crazy way to get there. But we got there, and it makes a lot of sense. Well, I feel like we we did well. Um, but I do want to like because I know you're you're going to have a heart out soon. I really need to ask you. You've done so much crazy stuff. It's a long way from Doc McStuffins to a body snatching, you know, bringing monsters to life role. Like what, when you, I assume you get a boatload of scripts. When you read this script, what made you think to yourself, like, I'm going to nail this. Like, I'm going to crush this. (laughs) Um... Okay, well, when I I think the main thing that stuck out to me at first was the title. Like, yeah, the title is one of those things where it's just you can't you can't shy away from it. It's right there in your face. Um, so it intrigued me in wanting to read more about it. Uh, and then I I fell in love with Vicaria. Like, yeah. I truly did. I had never read a character like Vicaria. I had also never led a project before. Um, I'd never done horror. There were so many things that I hadn't touched before doing this movie that were goals of mine and were kind of like on a bucket list of things that I would be able to do as an actor. Um, and Vicaria, when I when I read the character description, you could just immediately tell that she was extremely nuanced and complex and flawed. Um, and we don't really get to see like a full human being when you're portraying these young black girls. So um that's what made me say, yeah, like, I I think I can do this. But I mean, even just getting to that point, it was challenging to to frame my mind of like, all right, I'm going to be in this headspace for two months straight. And also I'm going to be leading this project. Yeah. Um, it was a challenge even to get to that point in my head where uh, I, I already believed in myself that I could, I'm not going to say that, but just like courage wise, there's a lot of trust that you have to have in yourself. Um, and I was really grateful to Bomani, our writer director for really just like, again, leaving his hand out to be like, all right, we got you every step of the way. Um, and that support was there from the beginning. So yeah, interesting script and really crazy, interesting, weird character. And that's like, my goal is to just play like the weirdest that I possibly can. And that's what Vicaria is. I mean, the scene, and again, there's no spoilers in this. The scene where you were arguing with your teacher, I was like, get it. I was like, she's the, you get her, you get her. (laughs) Tell her what the story is. Like we were like sitting there, like rooting you on. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, this is a movie. She's got it. But I was like, (laughs) I was like, yes. Um, But it was crazy. I mean, you were coming into a project where you're number one on the call sheet where like on the same call sheet where like Chad Coleman is also on that sheet. Like, is that not, and I, listen, I love him from like the wire back in the day. Like I have a lot of love for him as someone like you who, who, and I don't want to make assumptions, but I would assume maybe didn't see the wire. True. True. Um, True. But like new friend knows. I got you. Listen, I should have put that on the board. Um, (laughs) But like coming onto a project like that, where you're number one on the call sheet with like such a talented group around you. How did you not come in there and just be like, Ooh, is it hot in here? I'm sweating. Um, it's nice to meet you. I'm Leia. I'm terrified. How are you? Right. I mean, I, I still was terrified, <laughs> but, um, I, I think, well, one with Chad, I will say I watched him in all American. So yeah, I was yeah, yeah. very 
like his work and my parents watched The Wire. And then I said this to Denzel a bunch of times, but I watched him in The Great Debaters. Um, that was my favorite movie love, for like two years. Love that movie. Love that. Love movie. that movie. And he's so good in it. I think he was he was 18 and filming with Denzel and Forrest Whitaker. Like, I, I, I think at some point when you're going on in this industry, you yearn for it. Like, you yeah. really do want to work with. You want to learn from veteran actors and you want to be in the same projects as them or in the same rooms as them. Um, and doing Equalizer with Queen and Lorraine, like you're learning from the best, but also there is an amount of a status that comes with someone like Queen Latifah, someone who's blazed the trail for so many young actors. That in itself can be intimidating. I mean, for the first for the first year, I was like pinching myself, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's all, I feel like now in retrospect, it was all prepping me for, again, leading this project and and carrying this movie with a stellar cast. But in a lot of ways, I, I still learned so much from Chad and Denzel. And it was a collaboration in the way that we're working together as a team to make the product as best as, as we can make it. But um, sorry, making the product made my like brain go to Breaking Bad. <laughs> which is sorry. well, okay. So there is a piece of this movie which has it like kind of it did a little one of these to Breaking Bad. There's a little bit of that. Yeah, there's like <laughs> I wasn't even I didn't even watch Breaking Bad before doing this movie, but now that you mention Are it, you there's serious? certainly is. Yeah, I'm on I'm on season four right now. Oh, like okay. I know. I don't want to spoil anything, but he breaks bad. I mean, we I, you know it's crazy. He breaks, okay, he breaks bad. And like you do, you get to see, we also tap into that that part in the movie of uh, of Kengo and him being like this this drug dealer and also knowing the limits that Vicaria can go to uh, with these leaders in her community. Once again, not saying- I was gonna much. say, yeah, you're, you're, you're tiptoeing around and I respect it. Um, I know that we're about to come up on time. So should we, do you wanna jump to the final segment? Oh, we got to. Yeah, we got it. it. Um, okay, it. so the the last segment is a lightning round. It's fast questions. Doesn't have to be fast answers. Okay, I ask these of all the guests, so we're gonna jump okay. right in. So my first one is, what is a favorite ritual of yours? So mine is like brewing tea in the morning. I really like that. Oh, that's so nice. Um, my favorite ritual in the morning. I dance every morning. So I literally get up and I play music and dance. Do you ever it play Queen Latifah? Of course. You and I, T-Y, you and I, T-Y. And I do it before I go to sleep. There was a point, like literally a month ago, where I would have a dance party by myself in my room and then fall out asleep. That is... Gone. That might be one of my favorite answers we've gotten to that question. Um, oh my gosh. You're killing. Uh, question two, do you have a running bit with a friend or a partner or a family member that makes you laugh? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. Hit this me. is so random. Um, me and my best friend and our moms are all in this bit, and it's been going on for about three years Okay, where my best friend and my mom act as if they're best friends, and I okay. and my best friend mom act like we're best friends and we basically pretend to hate each other so i'll go up to, okay. <laughs> i'll go up to my best mom and i'll be like oh my gosh aren't we just such better friends than whoever those two are like those types of things um 
And so then we'll be on like a text chain with the moms and my best friend. Sure. And I will only talk to my best friend's mom. I won't talk to my friend. <laughs> <On> the ch- <laughs> so multiple people are on this chain and you're ignoring them. And you're just like, hey, new best friend, let's ignore these two. Exactly. It'll be a picture of like my best friend and her mom. And I will only compliment the mom. That is amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to start doing that to people. Um, <laughs> question three. Now, this is a tough one. Can you do an impression of one or both of your parents? And the worse impression, the better. We don't want a good one. We want a bad one. <laughs> of, of one of my parents or both of my parents? Um, my dad is a Cowboys fan. So my okay. impression of him watching the Cowboys is, oh, well, also he hates certain basketball players as well. He's very okay. particular in that way. But my impression of him watching the Cowboys is, oh, touchdown! That's my dad's <laughs> And then my mom, um, she can be a little <laughs> OCD sometimes. So I'm, I'm only going to give you like a visual. Okay. For the, so for those watching, not listeners aren't going to get this. Watchers, you're going to get this. Oh, yeah. Watchers are going to get this. So she'll just be. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So for those that I, so a lot of you, that was perfect. I would encourage you to watch if you're not watching, but for those that are listening, I've never seen someone so precisely arrange flowers in my, that was great. Um, I'm not throwing anyone. She did this whole arrangement. What's her first name? Her name is Gina. Gina. Her last name is Shout out mm-hmm. to Gina. Gina, we, we love you. We, we're, Gina's a friend of the pod. Question four. We only have one more after this. Question four. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, is there a moment that really sticks for you? Um, yes. Yes. Imposter syndrome all the time. I mean, uh, not all the time. It's gotten better fully. Uh, but I'll say, I will say at the BAFTAs was very crazy. Like, um, Isn't that we where were you in won? London? Yes, that's where I won. <laughs> yeah. That is where I won. But it was just a crazy feeling because, like, I I didn't fully uh, expect to win. And, it, uh, like, again, like, my – even when I think about it, look, I'm talking about it. And I'm like, it, it, it makes no sense um, to me. But it, it was one of those moments, like, beforehand I was really just expecting to have a good time in London. Yeah. And then, of course, winning was like a cherry on top. But I certainly felt as if I didn't know where I was and if I was supposed to even be there. Um, and even coming like backstage after winning, I was like, what is going on? And what You're like, I? is there a different Leia? I wasn't sure if this is from this Leia. Is there another one? No, literally, you can actually watch the tape back. Like see when they say my name and my face like drops and I couldn't, I literally couldn't stop giggling. The entire time I was like, oh my God, who is that? <laughs> You're like, the entire who just won that? And they're like, it was you. Who you just did. won that? You. I, You're like, I, oh. I did. Um, I was like, me? <laughs> yeah. Now the final <laughs> question, and you kind of may have answered this already because we did talk about throat coat, but the final question I usually ask what your favorite tea or comfort is, but I know you drink tea. So so what is your favorite tea? My favorite tea, I'm, I have kind of multiple that I go back and forth from. So I do love an, a lemon herb tea. Yeah. Green tea, of course. My throat coat, she's my friend. And also I just tried Earl Grey tea oh. um, in London and she's a good time. I will have more Earl Grey as well. 
I mean, I love I love Earl Grey. I think that's a great answer. Um, I will shoot a note to whoever we were coordinating through with some tea recommendations for you, if you would so like them. I drink tea all the time. Please give me more tea recommendations because I feel like mine is mine are very basic. Like that's okay. I, I, it's okay, but I as as my new friend, I would really appreciate some new some new tea recommendations. I've got you covered. Um, but that is, that's the whole podcast. How do you feel? Was this fun for you? You good? This was so much fun. This was like the most fun I've ever had in an interview. So thank you for that. We did it. Um, and for those who are listening at home, I'm going to be honest, you need to be prepared to be scared if you're going to watch this because it did scare me. Um, but the angry black girl and her monster, it's coming out. Please give it a watch. The wonderful Leia killed in this. Uh, kind of literally, but not really, but like killed in this. You were so, so great. I'm so excited for this movie to come out. Thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone who's listening. Um, yeah. I hope you guys Yes, and go follow her. Not, I'm sure you've got a bajillion of those, but go follow her anyway. Yes, please do. At Leia Deleon Hayes. Plug. Done. <laughs> that was Leia Deleon Hayes. You can follow her on Instagram at Leia DeLeon Hayes, on TikTok at Leia Hayes 22, and on Twitter at Leia Hayes. Steep Conversations is produced and edited by Elliot GB. Our associate editor is Martin Alvarez. Our theme song and additional music are by Oliver Hymack. Our cover art was done by Neil Fraser with photography by Matt Mazisco. Social media by Dia Villegas. Please write a review and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can. You can send any questions, comments, newly friend game suggestions, or tea suggestions to steepcombos at gmail.com or tweet us at steepcombos. I'm Josh Lanzette, and you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at Josh Lanzette. We'll be back next week, so until then, happy steeping. I saw him at a coffee shop and just like grabbed my girlfriend's arm and was like, that's Lawrence. Like I, I but I didn't, I didn't say anything cause I'm not that guy, but I was just like, like I wanted to that's just go up one. to him be like, you're the man. You should have been that guy. I, you really should have been that guy I in don't. that instance.